The last thing we were discussing was that we didn't really understand. Was I allowed to look at uh, the goy's uh, hametz? Was I allowed to have it in my possession or not? On one hand, you said uh, and you said but then you told me and we explain well it depends if you're responsible for it then it's asur if you're not responsible for it then it's mutar and we said that according to the rabbi who says that if you're responsible for money it's as if it's yours it makes sense and according to the rabbi who says it's not it's not considered as if it's yours that's why i need loy matzeh to be extra strict and then we said it the opposite way around that according to the one who says it's, uh, it's uh, something I'm responsible for is not considered my money. I understand why it says loyim matzeh. And we said that according to the one who said that if it's in my possession, it's as if it's mine. Loyim matzeh is coming to be osir even when I plan to give back the hametz as is, it's still asur. And with that, we are starting the Vav Amud Aleph, four lines in at the end of the line, where it says, Ba'umi ne behemat arnona. Animal that you're supposed to give for tax purposes, either you and a goy have partnership in it, or we're talking about a case where the king can take the cow, or he could take any other food in your house. Either way, does is it hayevet bebchora or en hayevet bebchora? Do you have to give the kohen if it's a bechor or not? In in general, if you have a partnership with a goy uh, in any animal, you don't if it uh, has if it has a baby, you don't have to give uh, the bechor to the kohen. So the question here is, it like, as if you have a partnership with the goy or not? Now, they told the rabbi, whenever you could just give him money instead of the actual animal, look, of course you're hayav, right? We're not even going to ask, and it's for sure hayav. The question is, where I can't give him cash, he's going to take the animal. My, Amar lehu, Rabbi told him, Petura, there'd be Patur, Ve'atanya, and the Gemara asks a question, Hayevet, we have a bright that says it's Hayav. So he explains, Hatam de Matzeh over there we're talking about, we can give him cash, then you're Hayav. But if you can't give him cash, then you'd, you would have to, uh, you'd, you'd be Patur. Ika de Amre, some say, Amar Abad, Rabbah said as follows, Behemat anona petura mina bechora, afal gav de Matzeh Even though you can give him cash, it's still Patur. However, Isat anona dough, that you have to give part of the dough to uh, to the king for the tax. Hayevet bechala ve'afal gav de lo matzem esadekle. Even though you can't, uh, even though you can't give him cash, and he's gonna bedavka come and take from that dough, you still have to give hafashat hala. My tama. What's the difference between hafashat hala and the animal with the bechor? Behema it lekala. If uh, if someone comes and takes your animal, everyone knows that. Uh, was for tax purposes, and you were patur anyways from bechor, and that's why you're not giving uh, p- uh, uh, bechor to the coin. However, isa lit lakala. Nobody knows about the isa, and if they see you're not giving a fashat hala, no one's going to say that you gave it for tax purposes. Therefore, we ha- you have to give it. And uh, she says, therefore, we have to say that it's only hayav uh, to give the fashat hala midrabanan because of marita uh, ain. The Ritba explains a little bit different that when it comes to Bechor, everyone knows about your animal and if the king wants his animal, he's going to come get his animal. But with dough, the king didn't really hear about his dough and therefore he might not necessarily get it. Therefore, you have to give up a shot. Hala. Okay. Tanu Rabbanan. Nukhri shenichnas l'chatsero shel Yisraelu b'tzeko be'yado 
in zakuk lebaro. A guy comes into your house and he's bringing a cake uh, or he's coming with dough. The Jew doesn't have to burn it, meaning you don't have to throw that. You don't have to throw the guy out of your house, right? The only whatever hametz is yours, you have to get rid of. However, hifkido it's lo zakuk Once the guy gave it to you to watch over, whatever the case may be, you have to get rid of it. Now let's say the let's say he gave you it, but uh, you don't want it. You're not keeping it. I'm not taking responsibility for it. You had lo bayit, so I tell him, okay, go put it in the corner over there. And zakuk levayer, I don't have to get burn it. Why shneimar lo yimatze? Because the pasuk says lo yimatze. We're understanding since it's not yours, you don't have that isur of shivat yamim seor lo yimatze bebatechem. And there's a mahalokit over here between the Ramban and uh, the Tosfot uh, in the name of Rabbi Nutam. If, uh, if you took responsibility for the, the goy's uh, food or not, Ramban holds you didn't take responsibility at all, period. period. You're not considered a Shomer Chinam even. According to Rabbi Nutam, you took a, a responsibility upon yourself, but when you put it in a different house, uh, it's, uh, you're not over on Bal Imatzeh. The Gemara says, "My Kamar, what's that loy uh, say coming to teach me? I, we don't really understand how it fits." So Amar Papa, no, it's going on Aresha Kae. It's going on the the first din of the the bright that we just brought. If someone, if a goy put hametz by your house, you have to get rid of it. You can't have hametz in your hand at all. Period. It doesn't make a difference how it got there. No, is going It's on the second part. This is what Tana is saying. If you gave him a separate house to put it in, you don't have to burn it. In your house, and it's not my house. It's not mine. It's not my hametz. It's not my house. It's a different place. When the guy is putting in the, in the place, the betadin of shekamaya is putting into his own house. I, this, I'm not my area. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm moving away from that hametz and the area at all. Period. So the asks, "Oh wait, It sounds like what you're saying is when someone rents an area, it's kone. It's like he owns the property. We have a Mishnah, now they rent uh, houses to the Goyim in Eretz Yisrael because the Pasuk says, uh, you can't give them Hanya, you can't give them a place to park in your land. And we understood you can't uh, give them, uh, you can't sell a Goya house in Eretz Yisrael. And it was Exerah, you know, to rent an area to them either. Why? Because they might bring uh, Avodah Zarah and it says, so now, even in a place where you're allowed to rent to a guy, which is outside of Israel, not the place where they could be there, because he's probably going to put there Avodah Zarah. Now, if you're telling me that just a rental is Kone, why am I not allowed to rent him a property? He's putting it into his own house. It's not my house. And you're, it's outside of Eretz Yisrael, so there's no problem with giving them land. There's no lot tehonim. So rent them a house, and you can put in whatever he wants over there. The Gemara says, no, Over here, by Hametz, it's a little bit more. Because it, uh, it says, We're so strict with with uh, with Hametz and Pesach. Even Whatever is in your hands. But Hametz, if it's not in your hands, it's for a goy, and you gave him a different place, therefore it's mutar. A person finds hametz in his house in Yom Tov. You put a bowl over it, make sure you don't eat it. 
And of course, you're not over Mishum Bal because you already did Bitul Hametz yesterday. Amar Im Shalekdesh. If it's a Hekdesh food, you have a bundle of wheat over here that, or a big piece of dough that belongs to Hekdesh. And not sarich, you don't have to put any ball on it. Everyone knows not to get anywhere near it because it's Kodesh. You put it in an area, you make a mechitza around it, a partition around it, and this way we know not to get anywhere near it. And if it's a hekdesh that you found, and not sarich, you don't have to make a mechitza, because people know to stay away. A person goes out to sea 30 days before Pesach, and Zakuk Leva'ir doesn't have to burn the Hametz. But if you left within 30 days, you have to burn the Hametz, you have to get rid of the Hametz. When you said, If I left uh, two weeks before Pesach, I have to get rid of the Hametz. That's only if you plan on coming back. I will end out all the If you don't plan on coming back for Pesach, and Zakuk Leva'ir, you don't have to go get rid of it. And if you want to come back, maybe sometime during Pesach, even, or even if you left Rosh Hashanah time, you got to check. Because when you come six, seven months later for uh, for Pesach, you, make, you have to make sure that there's no Hametz uh, over there. When you said 30 days before the holidays, you don't have to check. That's if you don't plan on coming back till the summer. If you plan on coming back during Pesach, even from Merosh you got to get rid of that Hametz. If a person makes his house a storage for grain, Kodem Shiloshim Yom, 30 days before Pesach, and Zakuk Levaya, you don't have to get rid of the Hametz. Toch Shiloshim Yom, within 30 days, Zakuk Levaya, you have to get rid of that Hametz. Vekodem Shiloshim, Nami Lomran, and 30 days before Pesach, we also, again, we didn't say, Elashendal Tolefanoto, that's only if you don't plan on getting rid of it during Pesach. If you're planning on getting rid of the area, if you're planning on going in there and start emptying out stuff on Pesach, you have to get rid of the Hametz. So you're not over on Bal Now, these 30 days that Rav Yudah was talking about, how did you get the 30 days? So like my answer is, 30 days before Pesach, we ask and we deal with the, the, we discuss the halachot. We learn the halachot 30 days before. Only two weeks before. Now, my Tama Tanakama, why does Tanakama say 30 days before the holidays you have to start learning the halachot? Moshe was standing in the, fir- the 14th day of the first Pesach, of, of Nisan, which is the first Pesach. And he was telling them about the second Pesach, which is in the 14th day of Iyar. B'nai Israel did the, uh, the Korban Pesach at the right time. Now, uh, this, now this uh, Pasuk is really talking, uh, Moshe was in Rosh Chodesh and talking about the Korban Pesach coming up. So if you look at Masoret HaShas, it's, he changes the Pasuk to Ve'asu Pesach Barishon. 
Now was talking about the first Pesach, and Moshe was talking about the, the second Pesach, and he was telling them on the first Pesach, which is 30, uh, in, in, on the first Pesach, he was talking about the next Pesach, which is 30 days from now, he was telling them, whoever is Tameh, uh, could do it next month. The Rabban Shimon Megamlel, who said two weeks, Amalach, he says, since he was already in Pesach, and he was even though he was a month before, still the telling them the entire all the halachot. I'll tell you about this korban Pesach and the one that you got to do next month. Now, my Tama the Rabban Shimon Gamliel. What's Rabban Shimon Gamliel's reason that you have to do that? You have to learn the halachot two weeks before Pesach. Moshe was standing on Rosh Chodesh Nisan and he was telling them everyone about Korban Pesach and the next Pasuk says in 10 days from now everyone take Korban so you can do it on the 14th so from Rosh Chodesh till the 14th two weeks, that's where I got two weeks from like says, who says he was on the, that was on Rosh Chodesh? Maybe was one thing. Four five days later, he that what, where did a bunch of Ben Gamliel get his two weeks from? It says, It says that Hashem spoke to Moshe the second year on the first month. They did the, the Korban Pesach. So you see, from Hashodesh Nisan till when they gave Korban Pesach two weeks. You saw the same question. Who said that it was uh, on the Rosh Chodesh when he discussed the Halachot? Maybe it was the fourth of the month, the fifth of the month when he gave them the Halachot. It says, By the beginning of Sefer, in the same way over there, Malhalan Berosh Chodesh, over there it was Rosh Chodesh Iyar, over here Afkan, it was also Berosh Chodesh, it was Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Now here's a problem. The first Basuk, when it says Berosh in the Rosh Chodesh of Iyar, which is the second month, first talk about Rosh Chodesh Nisan, which is about Korban Pesach, and then come and talk about the second one where you said count the Jewish people on the Rosh Chodesh Iyar. What do we learn from here? There is no early and late in the Torah. The, the entire Torah is out of order. That's only when there's two separate subjects in the Torah. When it's one inyan, whatever is early in the Torah is early. Whatever is written later, later. And you have to say that. Because if you don't say that in the same inyan, we, we have uh, this concept of early and late. Kalal uprat. You have this concept of klal, the general and specific, and bachlal, elamashi baprat. We don't have uh, in the klat only has uh, the klal, the general uh, statement has uh, only things that are written in the specific statements. Dilma, prat, uklalu, maybe it's the opposite. 
Maybe it's a prat to call first. Maybe the specific was written first and then the general statement. And then the rules change. The halachot change. So meaning in order for there to be an anyan of klalu prat and prat to klal, there has to be an early and later. Vetu. Well, and here's another question. Prat to klal. Na'asa klal musaf ala prat. You have something specific, then a general statement. The general statement is just adding onto the specific statement. Dilma, maybe opposite. Maybe it's a klalu pratu. Maybe it's a general, then a specific. So you have to say that there's this concept of early and late, in at least when it's one subject. The Gemara says, Ihachi, if that's the case, Afilu Even with, uh, with two different subjects, you should have a concept of early and late. Because otherwise, how would you learn any klalu prat in, in the Torah? Now, Hani Haleman de Amar klalu prat Amur Hakin Zemi Zeendani Nutobi klalu prat. Now, according to the Rabbi who says that if a klal and prat, a general statement and a specific statement, are very, very far away from each other, they're not near each other in the Torah, then we don't count it as part of the whole uh, klalu prat uh, rule. That uh, Shapir, that makes sense. According to the rabbi who says that even if they're very far away from each other, still we, uh, it's still part of the Klaluprat rule. How would he understand this? You have a problem. You would say, There's no early and late in the Torah. So my answer is, Even according to the one who says that we do have this concept of Klaluprat even when they're far away from each other. That's if they're talking about the same mitzvah, same idea. When they're two different subjects, and danin, we're not going to judge. Why? Because there is no mukdam harba Torah. Now, here's more halachot of bidikat hametz. Person who does bidikat hametz has to still nullify the hametz, make it hefker. Rashi explains that you have to do the bitul, you have to nullify the hametz right after you check and. The Ritva explains that this is Rashi holds like this because it says habodek tzarich sheivatel means it has to be uh, like while you're still considered a bodek, but if you ch- if you bimivatel a half hour two hours later you're not considered a bodek anymore, and the tzlah over here explains that that's why you have to do it at night that you have to do the bitul at night and that leads us to the next question, my tama why do I have to do the bitul? You might tell me because the little small pieces that you have left, uh, the crumbs, they're not important. And if you want to say, since because when you close the door, they get, uh, they are guarded and therefore they become hashuv. We have a brayta, sofet enim, figs that uh, you know that they're left over from the season. They'll never become real edible uh, de- uh, figs. Or if a person uh, is trying to guard his house because of uh, the grapes and uh, he doesn't want anyone to come take the grapes, uh, and so he closes the door. Or if it's the end of the grape season, and he's closing the door because of, uh, he, wants, he wants to protect his cucumbers or, uh, or because of the, the pumpkins. Now, bottom line is your your idea is you want to just close your door for a different reason, but in the meantime, uh, stuff that are not important are being guarded as well. If he really cares about those figs or those grapes or whatever they care, the case may be, then asurin mishum gazel Then you would have to give maaser, and you're stealing from all the people, the poor people who were supposed to come and get it. 
And since it's yours, you have to give maaser. However, mutarin. If Balabai doesn't uh, care, they're mutar. They're not mishum gazel. They're not. You didn't steal anything because I'm closing the door for the cucumbers, not for the grapes. Ufturin mishum maaser. Enough to give um, a maaser because uh, I I really wasn't planning on keeping them. I just don't care about them. So the same idea, if by Maaser, Trumot, and then all the different uh, Kalim, that, uh, these Mitzvot from the Torah, I'm saying that the little stuff don't really matter. These little crumbs, just because I'm closing the door, doesn't matter either. So why should I have to do a Bitul Hametz? You might find a nice cookie, a nice donut hiding over there somewhere, and uh, you were thinking about it, you're not going to want to burn it. And each second you're over on Bali Ra'eu, Bali Matzeh, therefore, be mevatel the Hamed, so it's not, it's not considered yours. The Meiri says, we're probably talking about an area where you didn't check, and all of a sudden the, the kid pulled out the candy from, uh, from the, the Mishlach Manot or something. Now, the Gemara asks, now, why do you have to be mevatel before the Hag? Be mevatel, if you find something during the holiday, then do a bitul. Why do you have to do bitul already from before? With Egmana explains, Dilma Mashka Hatla Lebatar Isura, because you might come to find a donut or cookie, something after the Zman of the Isur started. Vilav Beshuta Kaima, and that's not in your uh, it's not in your possession. Vilomatse Mevatel, and then you can't do a bitul. Now there's two things because Rabbi Lazar explained. There's two things that are not yours. And the, uh, the Pasuk says there, it's as if it's yours. A person made a hole in a Shutarabim. And people are going to fall. And you're going to hurt people. And we're going to say that hole belongs to you. Even though it's a Shutarabim, it's in the middle of the park still. That's your problem. Number two, Even though it's not yours, it's as if it's yours. And therefore... So you'd be able to get rid of it before, do a bidikat hametz the night before, the morning uh, the morning when you're burning it, and so you don't have to deal with any headaches afterwards. Later, you could uh, you don't have to deal with uh, the whole uh, bitul situation because you're not, we don't know if you could be mevatel or not. Then just do it early. So like my asks, so why do I have to do it at night? V'niftele be'arba, v'niftele be'hamesh, do it the whole morning, why do I have to do it at night? Kevan de zman isurau, since you know in the morning you're busy with a million things it's not a, it's not the time where it's asur yet it's not the time after burn it yet maybe maybe with busy with everything you're not going to be mevatel the hamets you're not going to say therefore we tell you to do it the night before you're dealing with the bidika and you're ready you know you're basically anything you're finding you're throwing out that's the perfect time to do a bidikat hamets We'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.